The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Get an early start on you this morning, just four minutes past the hour. Normally, you'd be listening to Fox News, but miscommunication sometimes happens. That's okay. We're here for you. We're here with you. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. I got your Fox News. There's a pandemic going, and then we've got uh, an inauguration coming up. That's about all you need to. Oh, and Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. It is. Yeah. So there, there's your Fox News. That's all you need to know. Christmas times are coming. <laughs> Man, it is a beautiful day here in Columbia. Blue skies, as Ron Jordan just told you. Sunscreen and sunglasses. Put them on. I'll just wear long sleeves, Ron. But yeah, I think we're good on the sunscreen. <laughs> oh, it's a it really is a, a beautiful day outside, though, Mo. I know you can't see it because you're looking into the <laughs> studio, but it's nice out. I did enjoy looking out the window while you were gone. I was going to say, that. did he tell you about his uh, seat change was, while you were in he, your absence? He did. He said my seat was still warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Yeah, so, how are you guys doing this morning? What, what what's going on? I'm all right. All, all things considered, you know, just some um, learning things over here. We're learning all it's right. It's a good day when you start your day off learning something. That means I don't have to learn anything else. That's the rest right. Of the day. Get it out the way. Get out the way early. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's it's not hard to educate the ignorant like us. Bingo. Bingo. So. There has to be a willingness to learn. There, the, there must be a willingness. Yeah. So, you, you asked how how I'm feeling. Um, the news right before we came on the air. <laughs> You're feeling pretty good about aren't a you? potential OC for Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. You got my blood flowing, man. And uh, apparently he's all in, ready to go. Oh, I bet he is. I tell you what, in mm. case you haven't, and, heard. and, and mm. I bet he brings his guitar with him. Yes. Oh. As he should. That's what we need. We need Barry Zito and Rick Neuheisel, the dynamic duo there. Yeah. Set up on the uh, corner of Broadway, Lower Broad. Buskin. Buskin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick Neuheisel, Buskin. Out there with Sturgill Simpson. That's right. Who, I tell uh, him what, if he draws up a few plays the right way, he won't have to worry about Buskin. That is correct. Man, it, it, Rick Neuheisel could potentially be the offensive coordinator under Clark Lee in at Vanderbilt, and that would be a home run. I'm getting tingly again when you say that. I, that that's unreal. God, I mean, putting together that kind of staff with the information that we've heard about Vanderbilt's commitment to facilities, et cetera, I mean – if you're going to try to be the premier football program in this state, now's the time, right? 
that's what happened the last time around. I mean, with with James Franklin, they so you know put at, your money where your mouth is, and, and and it's a great time to take over. Yeah, as you mentioned, Chris on on Twitter, Joe Ricks Road. He doesn't know it, but he's a friend of the program. Uh, Rick Newhouse along Clark Lee's OC pick saying he's raising his hand and thinking of how great it would be to live in Nashville. Quote, don't forget about me. Don't you. Don't. Forget about me. Yeah. Speak of the don't, uh, breakfast don't, club. Don't, don't. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Just have Me- to. Mess with the bull. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be um, not shocked. I would just be in awe of the ability of Vanderbilt to attract. We've already seen the attractiveness of the head coaching position. I mean, I'm sure Rick would like to get out of the studio, so why not? Why would you, though? I mean, seriously. Uh, Well, because you're the the, OC. What's wrong with the studio? Well, I mean, when you're a coach and you want to coach, you want to be around kids, and you're not the head coach, so you don't get all the, the bull crap. You get to coach. You get to make suggestions instead of decisions. And, and that there's a there there's a lot to be said for that. I would wonder once you've been the head coach, can you be satisfied with anything else? I think I think some people can. I, I think it's very because possible. again, I feel like there is a difference in obviously, in suggestions and decisions. And once you've made decisions, can you be satisfied with making suggestions, especially when your suggestions aren't heated? I mean, I think eventually it could become a problem if all my suggestions were shot down. (laughs) But why hire me if you're just going to shoot me down? Yeah, you'd have to be on the same page. I would say this. I I will say that having a guy who has made the decisions in your pocket Mm -hmm. when you've never made the decisions. mm, Particularly on that side of the ball, which is not where he, not where Clark Lee's expertise is. Being the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator Mm. would take a lot of pressure off of Clark in his first time sure as a head coach because the one thing that he doesn't have one of the two things he doesn't have that she that Candace Story Lee was looking for was the ability to organize and run a program he's never done that before Mm -hmm. now she did say on Rex Road's radio show when they had her on yesterday that she felt like he was very organized Mm -hmm. and that's a positive, but again, being organized and running a program is completely, you know, it's not different, but it's a big jump. From well, being, just, being organized is abstract. Running a program is concrete, you know, and, and having there's certainly a it. difference. I mean, you, you've got some, some concepts, you've got some ideas, but you've not – applied any of them in a practical sense but but i do think that to run a successful program being organized is a key component to begin with oh certainly and i think that's a good start and she also mentioned that he overcame in the interview some of those things that Mm -hmm. she mentioned initially um and i heard you say yesterday as well that she was willing to 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 know the right guy sitting in front of her (laughs) which was a great answer yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that could be it. Mm-hmm. That could have been what he said. Hey, I'm going to go get a guy who who knows how to run a program, who has ran a program, but doesn't want to be a head coach yep. that has an offensive mindset. And I could see Neuheisel fit that to a T because he's been out long enough that I think if he, you know, to your point, Mo, about making those decisions, can you let that go? I think he has let that go because he's been out as long as he has. And if he wanted to, he probably yeah, could have. Yeah, I'm sure he would have had chances, opportunities, absolutely, to um, – I think he coached whatever the last professional league was, the one that shut down right before or right during. XFL? Yeah. He coached the hot shots, the Arizona hot shots there. So. Uh, that yeah. was the AAF. But, yes, he did coach in the AAF. Okay. My bad. Um, they get, all ran I, together. They did <laughs> all run together. You're right. I'm, I'm glad I have a. Minor, Minor league, league football, football expert <laughs> aficionado, right, riding, riding alongside, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the um, the idea of of Rick Neuheisel and Clark Lee would be pretty special mm. on the West End, and, and mm. I'll tell you, you know, we talked about that strength coach. That's really where it's going to turn the corner. I mean, obviously, you need a great offense, but you got to have. It's all about Jimmys and Joes, not X's and O's. And they're still going to have to build those facilities. They're still going to have to, you know, hire a strength coach who is. Well, now before you jump on that strength coach thing, I I don't know what they've got going on strength and conditioning wise at this moment, or what they've had going on under Derek Mason. I mean, is are we just have we just decided that that was a shortcoming, has been a shortcoming? JP, I, I mean, that would be a great question for Bruno Reagan at some yeah, point. Yeah, directly, I, I can't say either, but, you know, just looking at a glance, you know, the offense and defensive lines aren't up to snuff what the rest of the SEC is. And a lot but of times of those are going to be – Some of that's the talent. The, yeah. Um, but – uh, that is where I think you can see some strength and conditioning that can really make an impact to uh, comparatively uh, raise your level to the rest of the league. And, um, I, you know, I, I don't know, but it it is still, without question, I think right there with the OC, uh, the most important hire. Uh, because regardless of where they are right now, that has to be at a, at a top level to be competitive. Well, it- to your point, yes, I equate strength and conditioning a lot with injuries as well, because when you don't have a good strength and conditioning program in the SEC, you typically see a lot of injuries, a la Tennessee during the Butch Jones era, and that's a problem because obviously injuries decrease depth, etc. You don't want that. So that's where the strength really comes into play. Yeah, I think that's the key. Yep, I agree. Is keeping that depth. Um, But again, you know, which you could say is more important for Vanderbilt than any other team depth because they traditionally have the least amount of depth. So their strength and conditioning has to be on par or above what everybody else is. And not only do they traditionally have the least amount of depth, but probably the drop off from their starters to their Second line guys is Much typically more more pronounced 
than it is with other programs. It has been, yes. Yeah. So to answer your question, I, it works in Tuscaloosa. But that's also Tuscaloosa. And you're Everything also, work. What doesn't work in Tuscaloosa? So it's a little different when the guy making the decisions is Nick Saban versus a guy who's never made them before. So I I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I, oh, I hope we will. And, and I hope we see anyway, because I would love for Vanderbilt to I be I think successful. that would be fantastic. I, I think Clark Lee with Rick Neuheisel as his offensive coordinator. And, you know, over the last few days as we've read articles about Clark Lee and we've seen the connection between him and Rick Neuheisel, I think um, that was the first staff that Clark was on, and I think he was on it twice uh, with Neuheisel. And it only makes sense. It does. It it makes a lot of sense. That it was something that I kind of rolled over in my head. Unfortunately, I never said it because I would have looked like a genius if I had, <laughs> or relatively speaking. But yeah, it 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 does make sense, and it's it's really an exciting thought. And now anybody else is going to kind of be a disappointment. So we'll see how it goes. That's that is the downfall. <laughs> you know, unless it's somebody just another home run hire. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure that, you know, relative to New Highs, although that there is another home run hire. I could think of one, maybe two. And okay. one of them is Kevin Sumlin. Um I don't know that he has any kind of connection with someone, no. but but yeah, that would. I'm just saying, yeah. a former head coach, offensive minded guy, he would be, he would be another home run hire. I will tell you this: he would be another home run hire. He would not be recognized as such in Nashville, given his last experience at the head coaching level. I don't disagree. I mean, Newhausel wasn't exactly. Killing the game. <laughs> but there's been enough. Enough time. Uh, sure. Uh, that sure. You know how the more time goes by, the more sainted somebody becomes. Someone last game was a 70-7 to seven <laughs> yeah. loss. It's going to be kind of tough to sell him as an offensive guru. That needs to breathe. I, I can't disagree. <laughs> yeah. I just think as a coach, he would be a home run hire. I don't disagree with but, you. I'm and, just and, saying that the perception, particularly yeah, in Nashville, sure. would be otherwise. I don't perception though is not what I was talking about. I guess, uh, but you're right. Yeah, the perception would not be great. Um, well, that was an interesting first segment talking <laughs> Vanderbilt football. Kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? It's very unusual for us to get into college football this early, but you know what? There's no reason not to because we didn't have any high school football or basketball games last night. We certainly didn't have any high school football games. No, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any high school sports last night, so we might as well talk about as much uh, of the college stuff because we did. We went a little long on that second segment yesterday, but there's so much more we could talk about. So much more, and we keep learning more that we could talk about. I, I'll tell you. Speaking of learning, uh, apparently I'm not the only one who thinks the BCS should come back. That's kind of nice. <laughs> Yeah, and understandably, you know, for the reasons we discussed yesterday. There you go. We could talk about that. We probably will talk about that. And we've got uh, in the second hour, we have a 
special report from the Shaq Mason Foundation event that what, will be taking place. What did Chris place. say it was? Shaq, Shaqtacular Christmas? Shaqtacular. I think that's right, yeah. yeah. So we'll have a special report from wherever for, that is. From wherever that is. Mm-hmm. Yes, with a female principal. <laughs> that came out yesterday, if, yes. If you want to check out murrayk12.org <laughs> start you down. the recon, you can. Yep. Well, it'll be unveiled in about 10 minutes. Oh, 9.30, right. I think, is when uh, they they're going to the be walked through the doors of wherever that may be in Murray County. That's awesome. So we yep. will have a, uh, a it, report. It will be a screaming mess. Mm-hmm. I've been to the last two, and when you're talking about a bunch of kindergartners through fourth graders in a relatively small space. <laughs> right. When's it's, the last time either one of y'all were in an elementary school gym? Oh, I was last I, I, several times last year. Of course, my my previous job uh, allowed me to to be in the school system for for some. Yes, it's the, the those they elementary are school gyms than you remember, and and it's concrete or you know the the, the noise just reverberates oh. throughout. There's no absorption. It's just echoes yeah, and it rings. It, it doesn't go anywhere it for doesn't. hours. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. But uh, if that's not the true meaning of Christmas, right there, yeah. or one of the true meanings, if that doesn't signify when you get a gym full of uh, of elementary kids screaming because they're exuberant, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Is it's going to be fun to to, to hear? Uh, hopefully, he'll have some folks interviewed while he's there. That'll be great. That will be cool, and lots more. Uh, we will give you the schedule for tonight and uh, this weekend, as we know, it. high school sports uh, that that we are aware. Um, and also, we'll tell you about some new things that we are doing at sm-tnsports.com. So, lots to talk about, and we will. <laughs> hey, come on, Rick Neuheisel. Come on, Coach New. That's right. Don't you forget about us. Stay tuned on the other side of this break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow here, along with Mo Patton and J.P. Plants. As we 
approach the bottom of the hour, bringing you all of the local sports and entertainment news in in and around southern middle Tennessee and, well, just about anywhere in the southeast now as we're talking about Southeastern Conference football and college football and everything else. But before we get back into college football, our bread and butter, the high school schedule is available. (laughs) Well, uh, part of it is available on uh, sm-tnsports.com. Unfortunately, um, our web host is experiencing some technical difficulties, so we can't update it as we know. It's not playing well with others right now. That being said, we're going to give you the most updated information that we have as of right now at 9.27 a.m. on a Thursday morning. Here's who's playing tonight. <laughs> now, I think tonight's schedule is good to go. Is good to go on the website. For SM-10, now. As we know it. <laughs> schedule uh, subject thing. to we, change. We, we know that what is on the website right now has some games that will not be played on Friday and Saturday. But tonight's schedule. Summertown travels across the river to Huntington. That's a 5.30 p.m. tip for that doubleheader out there in West Tennessee. Collinwood comes to Mount Pleasant, 6 o'clock start. Kalioka travels to Moore County for a 6 p.m. twin bill. Hampshire goes to Lewis County. Now, this is interesting. Hampshire did not play Tuesday against Cornersville. Cornersville was coming to Hampshire. They had some... Contact tracing issues, as it turns out. As a result, the Hawks and Lady Hawks will play at Lewis County without two or three of their boys and one or two of their girls, all for contact tracing issues. They will also play without boys head coach John Paul Jones, boys assistant coach Matt Miller for contact tracing reasons. So, AD slash girls basketball coach Ronnie Brewer, girls basketball assistant Dara Owens will pull double duty tonight. While they are taking care of their girls post-game chores, Hampshire principal Sonia Cathy will be coming out of retirement. Be the first time she's picked up a clipboard since her time as girls coach at EA Cox Middle School back in the late 90s, early 2000s. She says that her only um, responsibility will be making sure the boys don't kill each other while they get dressed in the locker room. But Sonia Cathy will be on the sideline tonight over in Hohenwald along with Ronnie Brewer and Dara Owens for the Hampshire-Lewis County boys game. Um, Spring Hill girls coming out of quarantine will host Hickman County. On the front end of a doubleheader there. Tickets go on sale online at 10 o'clock. Just saw that on Twitter. Oh, okay. So you still got time to get tickets for that Hickman County Except Spring you can't Hill get them matchup. Yet. But, yeah. <laughs> you can get them in 30 minutes. Get it, hey, get it pulled up. You know, it, you, they'll go like, quick. It's like concert tickets. They'll go quick. Yeah. And Zion Christian travels to Cornersville tonight. So that's the basketball schedule. Hoops. Um... Columbia Central is scheduled to wrestle along with Riverdale 
at Smyrna, but with Rutherford County on distance learning and that kind of thing, they cannot host athletic events. So I'm not sure where that tri-match stands at this time. Hmm. Yeah. So. Tomorrow huh. is going to be a fun-filled day. Yeah. Plenty of action around this area anyway. Right where we sit in Columbia. <laughs> yeah, the um the B4 Christmas Classic takes place at Columbia Central tomorrow and Saturday. Um Chris, if you want to run through those sure. three games, because I think Columbia Central plays at 3.30, but I don't have. They do. They play good pasture. Yeah, there we go. At 3.30. Um, Columbia Academy's girls were scheduled to play East Hickman at 5. Yeah, they'll still get to go. Uh, so they'll, they'll be good. And then a 6.30, Summertown's girls will take on Austin out of Decatur, Alabama. At 6.30 again, and then uh, is that the final game yeah, of the day? Yeah, that's it. That will be the nightcap. So, if you have nothing to do on a Friday. You want to see some girls hoops. Plenty of good girls basketball will be played over at Columbia Central tomorrow. Um, I'm excited. I'll be over there for all three of those, and it'll be a blast. Yeah. Uh, in District 11 AAA action, Franklin will travel to Independence. That's a 3.30 tip. So that's guess, a, that's cool. You yeah, know, these, I, these mid-afternoon. Yeah, they've got exams out of the way, I guess. So let's go on and play so we can go out and get some Christmas shopping done. That's right. Yep. Um, the shopping days are starting to count down. Also in 11 AAA, Ravenwood boys will travel to Summit. That's a boys-only game because Summit's girls are still sidelined. You have um, at 4 o'clock. Columbia Central's boys will play Christ Presbyterian Academy in the Riverdale Warrior Classic at, at Le- Lebanon. <laughs> That's a lot to remember. It is. It Go is. to Lebanon at 4 p.m. That's just it. Be if, there. if you want to see Central's boys. Yeah. Should be a pretty good ball game. We just saw that CPA team over the weekend as Columbia Academy took care of them 88-83. Um, another local game that was set to take place in Lebanon on Friday, Columbia Academy's boys were scheduled to play Smyrna. They will not. Columbia Academy's boys are on quarantine. Um, they have had a positive test involving one of the players on their roster. So the Bulldogs will not play Friday or Saturday when the Riverdale Warrior Classic was set to return to Riverdale. <laughs> A couple of double headers on Friday that are not classic oriented. Mount Pleasant will travel over to Wayne County, and Santa Fe is scheduled to go to Houston County. Uh, I will be. Uh, we'll need to make sure on that Santa Fe side. Um, no, that one's good. Oh, the, the no there may be some issues. We're we're, we're not sure. Uh, Chris isn't as, sure. I, I don't know anything. As Santa Fe was without two of its players on Tuesday night, uh, girls, two girls, there may be some girls' issues. There may not be. We don't know. 
but we will let you know when we know. If we so, know. so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll give a shout out to Jonathan Slaughter and make sure they're still on the play over in Houston County. But the boys should be good. Shouldn't be an issue. As we talked to Brad Slaughter yesterday on Coach's Corner, he seemed to think that they were good to go, which they've got – talk about depth. They've got some depth over there. <laughs> Brad Slaughter also said that the Saturday game with East Robertson coming to Santa Fe will not be played. Is out. Yeah. So, But that's on East Robertson's side. That's not a Santa Fe issue. Okay. Right? I think that's what he said. I hope that's what he said. As far as we know, Green Hills boys will come to Summit for a Saturday 245 tip. That's a boys-only game again. Mount Pleasant's girls will play at Zion Christian. That'll be the second meeting this week between those two. That's a 3 o'clock start, um, followed by Franklin Classical boys at Zion at 430. And Columbia Central's boys will play the host Riverdale Warriors at Riverdale at 7 o'clock on Saturday as we sit here at 9.35 on Thursday. Right. Nothing has changed in the last eight minutes that we're aware of since this segment started. But again. (laughs) Who knows? Schedule subject to change without prior notice. So, you know, buyer beware or driver beware if you're going on the road. We we, We should just record that for JP to play. Schedule subject to change without prior notice. Without prior notice. <laughs> we try. Uh, yeah, we're doing the best that we can in, in the middle of this ordeal. You know, in, in any game that gets scheduled, again, every coach in this area has my cell number. And listen, I'm okay with it. It sounds like we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but I would rather be – trying to figure out what games are being played than knowing that no games, no are, games are being played. So there you go. Yeah. that's I'm okay with it. Yeah. I guess I just the, – the thought of putting out inaccurate information kind of gets to me a little bit. I can understand that. I mean, <laughs> we've always wanted to be as accurate as possible at all times, but – I mean, there's not really much you can do. And I guess we're being as accurate as possible, huh? Um, so we, we we've we've released our magazine, in case you didn't know. Um, it has been placed at several locations around the Southern Middle Tennessee area. Many re- locations there's in one Spring place Hill. we didn't place it. Um, where's that? Certain school. Oh, yesterday. It's in the area. Yeah. Uh, If you're in Summertown and you want to grab it, you can get it at Schaefer's. You can get it at, uh, is it, what's Mart? You can get it at Quick Mart, of course. But the, is it Debbie's Food Mart? Right there on. uh, 66. Yes, I believe that's what it's called. Debbie's Food Mart, you can Mm -hmm. grab it there. Again, you can get it at Schaefer's because, of course, if you go to Summertown, you should probably just stop there anyway. Right. And, of course, the Quick Mart where... Right across from the signing. Right. That is a Quick Mart. Is that right? Okay. Quick Mart convenience store is conveniently located. <laughs> All across, All across the middle of the city. <laughs> North Alabama. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, 
So you can get it there. There's several places in the Spring Hill area, uh, the central office over here in Columbia. You can get it there. Uh, if you want, you can come by the radio station. We have several copies here at uh, Front Porch Radio. And it's at every high school in our coverage area except Sands Summertown. Summertown. <laughs> because we just didn't leave any with. We can uh, fix that maybe today. Sounds good. Yeah. So, speaking of, we did go to Summertown yesterday. Yeah, which makes what I just said a little bit more frustrating. <laughs> well, we also didn't go to the school. We just went to the field house. And I think we were more concerned with being warm by the time that trip was over. And finding the field house. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? The field house not located at the field. Correct. <laughs> that was confusing for, for us. Uh but we did find it, and we sat down with Dakota Cruz, brand-new head football coach of the Summertown Eagles, and we've got a deal for you. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming, and what better way to spend $5 of your Christmas cash than to become an MVP member of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports for just $5, you can subscribe to exclusive content on our website. <laughs> and here's the cool thing. We're going to have video with coaches. We're going to have exclusive stories, feature stories on all kinds of great stuff. Uh, there will be enough content there that it will be worth your $5. But... Heck, just supporting us is worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. You can get it for $5 a month or $50 for one year of access to exclusive Southern Middle Tennessee content. Obviously, our game stories and our box scores and that sort of thing will always be free with, with no issues there, obviously. But if you want the coolest and most uh, unique coverage of sports high school the sports. really good stuff not just the good stuff yeah but the really good stuff the stuff that you can't get any anywhere else which i mean the things that we're posting for free you can't get anywhere else either but this is stuff that you you will definitely not get anywhere else and we would love for you guys to support us we, we would appreciate it again just five dollars a month that's that. That's half the price of, or a third of the price of your Netflix account. If uh, if you have a family account like I do, I mean, and we're bringing you stuff that's where else you gonna get it? That's all I'm saying. And it's local sports, all local, all the time, all local, all the time. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, honestly, well, that's that's what we're here for—to bring you. The most local, hyper-local high school sports right here. And and this type of MVP content, too, is not just a, a drive-by, hi, how are you, what's your offense going to be. That was an 18-minute interview yeah. yesterday. We sat down, and, and here's the thing. And had a we, lot of fun. We didn't talk for a whole lot of it. No, yeah. Dakota Dakota was spilling the beans. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Yeah, we, we want to give you stuff. We You can hear us right here. But, you know, we're, we, we want to let you know what other people are thinking about situations. Like, what is Dakota Cruz thinking about his first high school head football coaching gig? 
What offense is he going to run? What offense? Well, a guy from Lewis County and coached under Kevin Creasy at uh, at Oakland. I mean, is he going to run the wing tee? Well, he's got to run the wing tee, right? Wrong. Can't say that. <laughs> have to uh, have to subscribe to find out because he does. He he tells you as much as he can, right? Yeah. I mean, so he he does not necessarily subscribe to that idea. Correct. Of running the wing tee, but. There will definitely be some wing tee stuff. You're definitely going to want to listen. To you it. are going to want to hear. You're this. going to want to hear it. So, yeah. um, watch it. It, it run, folks. This is a video. Yeah, it's a video. So yeah. you can watch him. Yeah, it's and, a video. Uh, see the stuff they're working on over in Summertown. Their 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 weight room is looking good. And uh, yeah, so again, MVP content is just five dollars a month. Uh, we'll be putting that up by the end of the week. So we're just giving you a heads up. Uh, after the Christmas holidays and the end of the year may not be $50 a year anymore. So might as well get it in while you can. Mm. And uh, a little holiday discount. There we go. So is that's not the station phone, is it? Uh, that That is, um, it is uh, the Shacktacular. I think we've Uh-oh. got a, uh, so. Let's take a break uh, yep. and right. come back. When we come back, we will get to the Shacktacular Christmas on, uh, oh, I don't know where they're at. We don't know where they're at. We'll find out on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill, or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Santa Claus came to town this morning in Columbia. Shack to Claus. Shack to Claus. The Shacktacular Christmas taking place right now at an undisclosed location. And station owner, Delk Kennedy, is on location. And he will be calling us back when the next class comes into the gym. So... So we can hear all those screams Mo was talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna we're be, gonna get. Uh, it's gonna be loud, and yeah. they're they're excited. So yeah, uh, this is a. There he is. Matter of fact. So um, yeah, just bring this him is, in. L- l- hey, Delk. All right, Delk, you there? Delk. JP. Yeah, you're live on the air, buddy. All right, this is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I am at Highland Park Elementary School. We're having a very special event here today. The Shaq Mason Foundation, Shaq Mason, and Alicia McGuire, Shaq Mason's mother, 
pick a school every year where they provide Christmas presents for the children. Right now, the first grade is coming in, I think. They're bringing up bags of toys. And I'm here with uh, Alicia McGuire, Shaq Mason's mother. Good morning, Ms. McGuire. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? How are you? I'm doing well. Tell me what's going on. Well, um, this is uh, another year that we are blessing another school um, here in Holland Park, and we are giving these kids a bag of gifts. They're going to get a tablet and their toys and some other goodies in there. So we enjoy doing this every year, and this is college is amazing. Absolutely amazing, and it just reminds me how wonderful it is to live in southern middle Tennessee. We have an amazing community, do we not? Everyone needs something to smile about. And Santa Claus is here. I understand that he is uh, perhaps related to Jack and to you. Santa happens to be my baby. I am 14. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have you one of these kids. Let, let's see. Let, let, let me find one of these children. Young lady, what's your name? And Anaya, have you got a bag of uh, gifts? Did you meet Santa Claus? Are you excited about Christmas? Okay, what grade are you at? And who's your teacher? Hi, Ms. Johnson. Is this a fun day or not? Okay. All right, folks. JP, you got any questions? It sounds. It sounds, Mo. Like I mean, uh, uh, Delk. That uh, there's a, a lot of a lot of noise. Mo was talking about the the screams when they come in. I'm sure the excitement on the faces um, is what Christmas is all about, right, Delk? Yeah, it is. And and they're bringing them in one class at a time. And uh, they they got these big bags, and they're they're not open bags here in the gym. They're taking them back to the classroom. Kids have got smiles on their faces. Uh, Santa Claus is greeting all of them. Uh, it's it's really an, an amazing an amazing time uh, a lot of fun uh, and a, a great community and and tell us again where uh, the uh, the Shacktacular is happening this year I'm at Highland Park Elementary School here in Columbia uh, it's a small elementary school about 325 students uh, they're bringing in uh, the teachers are bringing in their students you know one class at a time. And they've got separate bags of gifts uh, for girls and boys. Uh, and among other things, though, today, one of the things that they have, I think, uh, periodically here at Island Park, it's pajama day for the teachers. So the teachers are all dressed in pajamas. So that, that adds to a little bit of the fun and merriment, uh, besides uh, all the Santa Claus hats and Santa Claus himself. Uh, and it, it's really a fun occasion. All right, uh, Delk, thank you so much for uh, calling in on uh, what is uh, a beautiful holiday tradition here in Columbia, the Shacktacular Christmas at Highland uh, Elementary. Uh, Delk, we appreciate it, buddy. JP, thank you. See you, man. All right. There you go. Shacktacular. A Shacktacular Christmas. So uh, I found it interesting that Delk mentioned that they are bringing the kids in at Highland Park Elementary one class at a time because this is the third annual event that the Shaq Mason Foundation has put on, as Chris Pointer mentioned on our show yesterday. Um, two years ago, well, three years ago, the initial one was held at McDowell Elementary, which is where Shaq went um, 
as a youngster. Last year it was at um, Brown Elementary, and on both occasions, you know, they it was like a school assembly. They brought everybody into the gym and had them seated on the floor, and, and there was a um, video presentation by Shaq, who is a little indisposed right about now. A little busy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's got a little something going on, trying to get the Patriots into the playoffs. Um, he's... <laughs> He's gonna have to work a little harder. <laughs> but um, goodness gracious, I, I'm not. I'm not sure it's on him. No, actually. no. I'm just saying. But at any rate, if he's trying to help, he he yeah. needs some. He needs some more help. But you know the the screams weren't necessarily there today because of the climate that we're in right now. But I think you were right around 350 to 400 kids, both at McDowell and at um at Brown here in the last two years. So, you know, as I was listening to Delk's Del's report, uh, obviously you don't want to say it loses anything, but it's a little different atmosphere this year as a result of the pandemic that we're in the midst of. And and as Ms. McGuire said, we all need something to smile about right now. And this is this is a great thing that – that they're doing and a great thing for these, these kids and for this community. So, you know, kudos to Shaq and to Ms. McGuire and everybody that helps pull this off on a year to year basis. You know, this is a perfect example of, of giving back to your community. I mean, it's, it's a shining example of that. And literally, um, yeah, it it is. Yeah. Uh, It's it's it's, fantastic. And it's been something that's really been important Mm -hmm. to, Shaq, I remember talking to Ms. McGuire a couple of years ago prior to the initial presentation up at McDowell, right up the street here, and she said that over Thanksgiving, he's like, you know, I want to do something, and she's like, well, that's great. When do you want to do it? I'm uh, I want to do something for Christmas. She's like, you realize when Christmas is, right? <laughs> that's, that's a month away. <laughs> Less, yeah. So, um. But she got her elves together and managed to pull it off, and it was really something special. And and then again, last year over at Brown was was equally the case. And since Delk said that the gifts have not been opened, uh, I won't disclose what I would suspect to be in them, but I know the last couple of years there were – Tablets. That's what she said. She uh, Alicia said there were tablets Tablets and something else. Remote control cars maybe? Maybe. Because I, I know may that's be been some, a thing. It may be a boy-girl mm-hmm, mm-hmm. type thing. And, and if I'm a girl, I might be a little upset. Hey, maybe I want a remote control you car. Might. Maybe they can barter. Yeah, trade. Do a little trading. Give you a chocolate milk. <laughs> throw throw and, in the chocolate milk and with my toy yeah. for your RC car. There you go. <laughs> the official drink of the TWS Double A. <laughs> the official drink of the TWS Double A. Chocolate milk. doesn't matter what brand, just no, chocolate milk. Chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. We don't care who sells it. Nope. <laughs> Anyway, that was good. Yeah, good feel good story. It is on this Thursday morning, on this beautiful Thursday Mm -hmm. morning. See, the sun came out this morning and brightness just across the 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 dimple here, (laughs) dimple of the world in Columbia, Tennessee. There we go. It is five minutes to the top of the hour. Just a quick uh, schedule update. It appears Santa Fe is going to travel to Houston County for now, uh, both boys and girls. Uh, they're still waiting on a test to come back. So 
until that test comes back, I, I guess they're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to play until they're not. Huh? Right. They're just assuming it's negative. Assume it's negative. But also, uh, the Richland Lady Raiders are now hosting the Wayne County Lady Cats tonight uh, at 6 p.m. Girls only. It appears to be girls only. <laughs> the Wayne County Sports Information did not say <laughs> that the, the, the boys would be traveling, So, but it will be so, on. So it's Wayne County at Richland? Yes, it's, it's Wayne County girls at Richland. So if you want to see Jesse Jennings, you should probably go there because she's worth the price of admission. If you can get in. I don't even know how they're doing things in Giles County. <laughs> oh, man. Never a dull moment. This <laughs> 2020 has been an absolute just, I, I want to say surprise. <laughs> like everything's a surprise. It's like, hey, yeah, we're going to do this thing now. But I thought we were doing that thing. No, no this thing. No, now. we're doing this thing. <laughs> Two things, 2020. It has taught us to be, I think, more appreciative of uh, of the little things like sports-related just playing games, mm-hmm. the joy, uh, the enjoyment of playing games, and two, learning how to be adaptable, flexibility, flexibility, got to be fluidity. Yeah, all it's of those fluid situation. great, great words. I haven't said that one in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with the flexibility. I like yep. the flexibility. I mean, you know, it, the 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 bad thing is though, you just never know when something's going to come up. <laughs> You're just like. Well, okay, I wasn't going to do something tonight, but now I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it kind of it it makes you have to be nimble. Jack, but, be nimble. But it all it, it's also shown, you know, particularly in the college football world, that when you see these games that are scheduled for twenty thirty two or whatever, <laughs> and then and you, there are a lot of them, and then you see BYU and Coastal in two days a game on Tuesday or Wednesday <laughs> for Saturday, you know. I saw something on Twitter last night. Apparently, Colorado is scheduled to play at UCLA this weekend. Scheduled to play. Uh-huh. They sent their equipment truck out from Boulder to whatever halfway between Boulder and L.A. is, and they're sitting there just, just waiting waiting to, to know whether they need to come back or keep going toward Los Angeles. So, What would that be? You think they'd go south to Arizona? To Phoenix or, I, I or go think, through Utah? This, yeah, I think they're going through Utah. I think they said it was St. George's, Utah. Okay. So, testing me on my western state's geography. That's I have right. no idea. JP's the geography king. <laughs> he knows. If it's if it's U.S. geography, just ask JP. That's right. Favorite subject in high school. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Favorite subject. Hmm. Okay. It's the capital of Vermont. Vermont is uh, Concord. No, yeah, yeah, no. You sure, it's not Montpelier. Montpelier. That's it. That's right. New Hampshire. New Hampshire is Concord. That See, makes sense. Those two are the are that those are the iffy ones. Well, I I, I can never keep those two states. Yeah. New Hampshire and Vermont. Now I can get the states. Yeah, the Vermont's down. New Hampshire borders the the sea. Yeah, New Hampshire has a little so, jut. Between Massachusetts and Maine, you got to go through a little snippet of New Hampshire. That's true. Right. So, Vermont, but, I, for some reason, I, I was kayaking one day, and mm-hmm. I saw this girl with a tattoo of Vermont on the back of her arm as she was paddling her kayak, and I was like, 
you're from <laughs> Vermont? She was like, how did you know that? And I was like, I don't know how I knew that. I just knew that that was Vermont. <laughs> well, you can keep the state straight, but not the capitals. I can keep the capital straight, but not the state. I get most of the other capitals, but that those two. So New and Hampshire, it's been a while since I thought about so that. So New Hampshire is the further east yes, of the two. Correct. Right. Gotcha. Just, keep, uh-huh. just keep this in your mind while uh-huh. you're doing the capitals. Montgomery, Alabama, Juneau, Alaska, Phoenix, Arizona, Little Rock, Arkansas. That's oh, how I learned song. all my capitals. Yeah. That's how I learned them all. Mm-hmm. And the presidents. I can do all the presidents. Let's two see, two I, little Indians. Uh, no, no, I can't do the presidents. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> oh, man. When we come back on the top of the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to keep talking college football and some pro stuff. Obviously, we've got a game tonight. Should be a really good game. Chargers Raiders mm. on Prime Video or Fox or NFL or wherever you get your Thursday night football. The Displacement Bowl, huh? <laughs> relocation Bowl. The Relocation Bowl. Yeah. And uh, so that, that'll be fun. Uh, but we'll talk about plenty of stuff on the other side of the top of the hour. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Four minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock here, and we've gone off the rails a couple times this morning, but that's okay, because who needs to be on rails? Rails are overrated. I saw a video yesterday of a, uh, of a train... Plowing through some some snow, and boy, that that is a it's oddly satisfying to watch a train just like move the snow off the tracks. Like it's just like because I mean the train's moving fairly quickly, yeah. So like the snow's just blowing off. It is pretty cool, uh, oddly satisfying. There's probably a lot of that happening up in the uh, mid Atlantic and Northeast today. So- I saw a time lapse video of um oh yeah excuse me a um like 36 hours of a blizzard Ooh. that dropped like 31 inches of snow in 36 hours I saw this morning uh places like Binghamton New York 41 inches of snow that's why when I was grad with when I was coming out of high school my senior year um my ACT score created some interest among a few colleges. So I had two shoe boxes. Yep. One with letters that I got from Louisville South. <laughs> <laughs> and one from Louisville North. Guess which one's got the more attention? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to be cold, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I love those time lapse time lapse snow videos though, like it's just amazing just to watch it just pile up. It's it's crazy. Again, oddly satisfying. Yeah, 
See, I, I'm not a pimple watcher guy. Oh, God. Like the pimple mm. poppers. Dr. Sarah uh, loves that stuff. Yeah. But, like, is some people find that satisfying. That's weird. It's real weird. <laughs> you blowing up over there. Yeah, I, I was uh, talking to Sarah about <laughs> dinner plans. Because, you know, it's... it's dinner it's, plans and mm-hmm. pimples, It's huh? 10 o'clock. You got to have so. something to look forward to. Well, it's 10 o'clock, so, mm-hmm. like... I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah. Did you guys come to a consensus? I, I'm I'm trying to get her to go to Skull's Rainbow Room in Printer's Alley. Mm, wow. We have a gift card. Oh, well, there that you we, go. That we got 18 months ago for our wedding. <laughs> oh, can you get in? Good. Oh, I yeah. I just saw an ad for it. You can get so. in. That's good. If, anyway, it hasn't expired, has it? Oh, it's it's like it's an actual card, so I assume they don't expire. Okay, all right. Just like it's not like a like a it's not like a paper card that okay. says anything on it. Must use by yeah, doesn't say that. X. Okay, good. That data, those zeros and ones aren't going anywhere. No, yeah, no, they're not going anywhere at all. <laughs> as long as skulls is open, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we talked yesterday about the college football playoff rankings and bowl projections and whatnots. Uh, But, and I kind of want to talk more about that because, again, trash can juice. But it's looking more and more like Auburn's about to hire Kevin Steele. Joe Goodman's got a piece on AL.com supporting that decision. I can assure you I, I would not know. You're not a fan. That guy can go jump off a cliff, dude. We will we'll have to discuss this off air. <laughs> I, I I think he's great. He's. I, a, I, I'm sure you have your reasons being from down there and that kind of thing. I, I mean, because I I feel the same way about a large number of folks actually. But no, I I, I like I like his stuff. No. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> What 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 did Joe have to say today? I want to know. Well, I I just think he I did not read the article. Oh, I have okay. not read the article yet, but he there's something about the the case for Kevin Steele as um Auburn's new coach. Bruce Feldman has a story on the Athletic saying that Kevin Steele is quickly becoming the favorite. Of course he is because again, as I tried to tell my Auburn fan friends, Hugh Freeze was Thank never you. an option. They were Hugh Freeze or bust, and now they're screwed. And now they've busted. Well, you told us yesterday that you had a little insight to some heavy Auburn donors that Steele was probably going to be the guy, and it may be a pseudo-interim basis, although you can't put that on it, but that's kind of how they're looking at it to a degree. Okay, so I've got the Joe Goodman article pulled up. A most curious thing happened in the oft-confusing world of Auburn football on Wednesday. The athletics department either asked or allowed interim coach Kevin Steele to hold a news conference about future players while being a presumptive candidate for the permanent job, but then then instructed – there's your first mistake – instructed reporters to respect the coaches and not ask questions about the open position. That's understandable, though. What are they going to tell you? You got to ask, though, right, Mo? Oh, yes. And 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 the fact that they tell you not to ask, all Makes, the more reason you're going to uh, ask now, uh, right? You're, just just you're, to. Oh, 
just oh, to put it to them. But you're going to ask the coaches? You're going to ask the person up there with the microphone. The uh, you know if he's up there, that means that he's available for to, questions. For questions. Now he doesn't have to answer. That's up to him. But you gotta. But ask. you gotta ask. Yeah, that's not surprisingly that plan created some awkwardness. <laughs> Steele was excellent during the news conference, which was about Auburn's new class of 2021 signees. He was so great, in fact, that it actually started to kind of feel like an audition. Could this be the guy? That idea turned out to be a major problem for a lot of Auburn fans, like a lot. Um. Oh, yeah, they're not happy. I mean, I've got friends who are saying if, if they hire Kevin Steele, I just became an Alabama fan. The hashtag Stop Steele started trending nationally on Twitter, <laughs> in fact, and went on that way for several hours. Um. I hope. Because of the interaction that I had on Twitter with one of my Auburn friends, friends, I, I almost hope that they do hashtag stop steal just to see what they end up with. Because they're still not getting new freeze. Because in that exchange, uh, he he essentially said that Tennessee fans deserved Pruitt because they stopped Shiano's hire. And I'm, he said they let a mob to get him mm. hired. And I'm like, mm. no, they let a mob to get Shiano not hired. Pruitt was not necessarily an uh, – He wasn't even a thought yeah. at the time of that uprising. So, anyway, I kind of would – I would love to see where they had to go. It would be interesting. Well, they may be setting him up to fail. Do you know where Auburn ranks uh, in their recruiting based on after yesterday? Probably in the Top 40s. 20. Okay, let me ask a better question. All right. Do you know how many SEC teams Auburn is ahead of in the rankings? Four? I do not know. I'm guessing. I'm going to clarify this. I'm, and But right now, I see one SEC team they are ahead of. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep, uh, Auburn ranks 40th. Hey, I was right. And Vandy is right behind them at 48. Here are the teams right above Auburn. Boston College, Kentucky, and I'm heading uh, towards number one, mm -hmm. 37 West Virginia, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State, Louisville, Michigan State, Florida State, and Washington. All ahead of Auburn. That's Arkansas is ranked 20th, by the way. Mm. And Ole Miss, 18. And Tennessee, 15. Not bad. Well, you knew Ole Miss was going to be ranked mm -hmm. higher or highly with Wayne running things down there. He can, he can do that. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. You know, Tennessee at one time when we talked about this summer was sitting pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody was excited and – Heck, that one week is probably what got Jeremy Pruitt an extension. That could be. And it'd be interesting to see how many of those guys stuck to it. Mm -hmm. Or they stuck to. Yeah. Because I mean, we got word. They did late, pull. We got word late Tuesday night that um, running back slash athlete Elijah Howard, formerly of Knoxville Webb, who played his last two years at Baylor, 
had his offer pulled. He wound up signing yesterday with Virginia Tech. But, um, you know, if that's actually the way that played out, an in-state, in-town kid, you're pulling his scholarship after he's been committed for a year and a half. That's a good way to not get any more. That's that's not a good look. It's not a good look at all. I mean, uh, pulling of scholarships the, happens. Well, pulling the scholarship Even, is one thing. Pulling it the night before National Signing Day. I've seen them pulled the day of as they were getting ready to sign them. That doesn't make it I'm okay. just saying. I'm just saying. It's more common than it, than it should be, period. If you offer a kid, you ought to have to stick to the offer. If you send them the paperwork for an NLI, and I they sign it. You got all. You got to honor it. I, I I don't know where it stood, where the process stood as far as that went, but you got a you got a kid that committed to you a year and a half ago, and you pull mm-hmm. his offer the night before signing date. I mean, that's there, trash can juice. There, there's no there's no lipstick you can put on that pig. I mean, there's nothing that looks good about that on the part of that staff. I will say, and that's, unfortunately, I mean, that's just, it, it, it's happening everywhere. And I'm not sure that 2020 isn't a big part of that because of the number issue well not just the number issue but also the the entire recruiting process i mean you're talking about a bunch of kids that coaches didn't get to see up close and personal and they saw them on video they zoomed with them but they didn't get to necessarily sit in their houses and they didn't get to watch them play and i don't know how many visits kids got to make not many so i mean it's it's an odd recruiting process right now but i mean i don't think that takes away from no it, it, it com- doesn't common courtesy i'm just saying it's it, it's it's unfortunate for for the kid for sure it's a bad look on the the program and whoever recruited that kid probably chris winky just kidding i don't know I don't know. But it's you you just got to be better. You know, I get it if you if you're trying to I mean you're trying to sign the best class possible. I get it if there's a coaching change and you were recruited by the previous staff and all of a sudden the new staff doesn't necessarily feel like you're a fit. Sure. But this is the only staff or this is the only head coach that recruited Elijah Howard at Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what happened? Who was it that you were able to get all of a sudden that made this kid expendable? You know, and and made it worth the the backlash that's going to come from it because again, he played his first three years of high school ball. He played as an eighth grader at Knoxville Webb. It's it it may not go over very well the next time he goes to Gus's. Right. That's that's a, a big part of it. it. It's different if you pull a scholarship from a kid from Vermont or New Hampshire. 
<laughs> Montpelier or, or Concord. <laughs> yeah. But you're pulling offers from kids who live in your backyard. That does not help you in the future when you At go to your backyard. All. And by the way, his backyard is full. Yeah. There's some players up there. I mean. <laughs> There's some players up, you know, as, as we talked here not too long ago about the caliber of high school player being produced in and around Nashville. Uh, I think you're seeing a lot of the same thing up there. I mean, Cooper and Cade Mays, Knoxville kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a – Cade and Martin, you know. That's it, where I was going to go. And he's – I mean, you know. And and I, I just hope – I hope that kids and I hope that parents – are paying attention to that kind of thing. I can't think that they're not, but just on the off chance that they aren't, I, I really hope somebody's saying, are you seeing this? This is – it's think, not necessarily what they do, but it's certainly something they're capable of, clearly, because they just did it. Well, and I think that's when the the recruiting coach will say, that happens everywhere. It happens more than you think. I'm not concerned about it happening everywhere. But that's, that's what you, I'm going to tell you as a parent. I'm not concerned about it happening to everybody. I'm concerned about it happening to my kid. I can understand. You. I can understand that. But if it's happening everywhere, then it's not a knock on one school. It's a knock on every school. Is my point. You you could ask every coach that comes into your house, why did you do that? Because everybody's done it. Your argument: it's a system issue. It is a system issue. Doesn't negate. Now, you talk about a year and a half of commitment. Um, now, I don't know if that is normal to have a year and a half of yeah. somebody and then the day before. No, probably um, not. That seems like a long time to have somebody in your commitment and pull it because that negates their opportunity to look even look at somewhere else. Well, they, they're taking their visits. In well, like, and, in, and in, in all fairness, I mean, he did wind up at Virginia Tech. Okay, which, but which, that poor kid. <laughs> Blacksburg, Knoxville. Yeah. Well, Justin Fuente. You're going to say that's a worse situation? Yeah. It's a worse situation. Okay. That dude can't win in the ACC. <laughs> and the ACC's bad. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it's a worse situation. Now we're not talking about whether Justin Fuente is going to be at Virginia Tech next year. Yeah, because he probably won't be. <laughs> if I were Virginia Tech, he wouldn't be. That being said, I probably would have hired Shane Beamer before South Carolina could. Mm. No, anyway, my point. My point to you is, I understand. I'm just saying that if I'm a parent, I can ask it to any school that comes in because everybody does it. So it it unfortunately is not a it's not a negative. On just Tennessee, it's a negative on everybody. So I, I just think when you look at the totality of the situation, this is a Knoxville kid who committed to a Knoxville school for a year and a half and had his offer pulled the night before. Maybe we. I shouldn't. mean, it, it's it's like it's like a kid. We won't say Tuscaloosa, but it's a kid from Auburn High being committed to Auburn for a year and a half and getting his his scholarship pulled. What if he gets an Auburn tattoo and then signs with Alabama? Reuben Foster. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Whatever happened to that tattoo? <laughs> I, that's a good question. That'd be a great content right there. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it, and it does work both ways. But oh, it definitely worked. I mean, we saw the flips yesterday. We saw one kid flip from Georgia to Jackson State. That was a JUCO kid. Still, yeah, that's a commitment. Yeah, it's a, the, prime time, baby. Yeah. Come on. Well, I mean, these kids flip all the time. And I get that. And, un, you know, it is what it is. I think it feels different to me when a kid flips than it does when a college pulls. I'm sure it should feel different. I'm just saying, like, it happens. And sometimes, you know, you're just – you're farther down the, the list. And it's unfortunate for, 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 for those kids. Before we go to break, are you interested in the top ten recruiting? Yes. Sure, and then I'm we can sure we can wrap Alabama and who put a put a mm. bow on the on this recruiting topic. Well, real quick before yep. we do that, uh-huh. I want to give a shout out to Jackson Campbell who did sign his NLI to Navy right. to the Naval Academy yesterday, and uh, Anchor really, exci- really excited for that kid. I'll be excited to see where he ends up playing position wise. It's a great fit. Great fit. You guys talked about that well, uh, when when you when you heard the that. Thing. It, I I think it's a great fit for at quarterback for what they do. Chris does not think he's going to play quarterback. He sees him either as a receiver or a defensive back. Um, for his and, and, for the future, it's a better fit for Jackson to not play quarterback. That's my my thought process for a potential next level Correct. opportunity. If he's going to go to the NFL. He's going to be a DB. It's right. Yeah. Not a quarterback. In your opinion. Yes. Uh, All right. Uh, Top 10. I'll count them down. Number 10 was Miami. Number nine, Notre Dame. Number eight, Florida. Seven, Oklahoma. Six, Oregon. Five, Clemson. Four, LSU. Three, Georgia. Two, Ohio State. And one Alabama with six five-star recruits. Six. Ohio State had five five-stars. Georgia four, LSU and Clemson with two each. LSU being in the top five is a little shocking to me with the most with, recent. With, it, with everything they've got going on? Yeah. It's but, it's still the top daddy in that in that state. Yeah, I mean, if you're in and there's Louisiana, a ton South of Mississippi, talent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's where you're wanting to go. But and the thing is, those kids in Louisiana want to go to LSU. They don't care whoever the coach is. They don't care who the coach is. So you're right. Oh, yeah, man. that's a that's something, man. Hey, we got a local in that Clemson recruiting class, Jake Brenningstool from Ravenwood. Mr. Football finalist. Man. There you go. That's uh, Blue Bloods, right? Like we said, just rank those eight teams. Hmm. Don't even put anybody else in the rankings. Yeah, rich getting richer. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. When we come back, we will talk. um, Who knows? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. Uh, some NFL because I'm curious to see how this game turns out, but also uh, the Titans, how they can clinch a playoff spot this week. There are three potential options, so we'll go through those options and 
talk a little bit about Ryan Tannehill and can Derrick Henry hit 2,000 yards? Hmm. And is he a lock to be the NFL's rushing leader? That and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. <laughs> Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. The bottom of the 10 o'clock hour is upon us, and we've talked college football this hour, lots of recruiting. I'm now curious to get your thoughts on the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and their ability to clinch a playoff spot this week um speaking of early offers Destin Wade has now been offered by Virginia Cavaliers this morning hmm. you know with Clark Lee coming in I, I immediately went to the Wade brothers as potential local talent going to Vanderbilt it's an I intriguing could, thought. I could certainly see. Uh, I could certainly see um, Destin playing quarterback there. I could see him playing at Virginia as well. Having mm-hmm. seen them a couple of years ago in their bowl game, they had. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but very dual threat ish, very athletic, um, make plays out of the pocket, that kind of thing. Type guy. So. Congratulations to him. Yeah. And, and I tell you, that's a uh, – have you have either of you been to Charlottesville, Virginia? Yeah. Uh, what a great college town. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a great college town. There there are worse degrees <laughs> uh, yeah. than the University of Virginia uh-huh. as well. So You're right. That's a, that's a tough place to get into. Um, one of – one of my buddies, um, Ahmad Hawkins, former Nashville Cat, Ball Hawk from Virginia. <laughs> he's uh, he's all the time talking about the Wahoos, and of course he's from that area. So Daryl Hammond also went to Virginia, did he not? He did the late Daryl Hammond, one of the greatest AFL players, and Michael Irvin's body double 
in, in the longest yard. Longest yard, yeah. Um, tonight we have a, a a National Football League game. In case you were wondering, the Thursday night football still exists for now. <laughs> for now, although, what do you guys think about Thursday night football? JP would just as soon it go away. I think. I think he, I'd be okay with that. I, I think he ind- indicated that earlier this week. And I, I watch it if it's on. If it's not, I don't think I'm going to say, "Dang, I wish I had Thursday night football." So that's just me. Uh, that exactly. I mean, I guess I'm that way too. Uh, if it's a game that I'm interested in, sure. And and they have had better matchups over the, the last year or so. And tonight's matchup is a good one. Chargers-Raiders. I mean... Big AFC West. And and that's the thing is, I mean, this, is, this isn't this is uh, a bunch of bottom feeders. I mean, we're talking about teams who are... I mean, obviously well, the Chargers are not great, but you're talking about the Raiders who are... Fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, they're in the mix. So, I mean, it's a, it could be, could be important, especially for that particular team. Now, sure. the Chargers have, have certainly had their issues. Um, yeah, I'm afraid Anthony Lynn's going to get fired at the end of the year. You know, they they had the situation where they came into the year with Tyrod Taylor as a starter at quarterback, and then. A medical mishap resulted in the rookie Justin Herbert getting in there, and he's not come out. And I guess if you're playing for the future, sure. But I mean, Tyrod Taylor's a really good quarterback. He he, it he's kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hmm. Like he he'll play well for a year or two somewhere, and then. Everybody's just kind of like, well, he's not good enough. It's yeah, that's the thing. It's like he always manages to get recruited over. Would be the phrase you'd use at the yeah. collegiate level. It's it's like he's serviceable, but he's not great, and so he's never really able to be secure wherever he is, which is tough. I mean, when you're when you're good enough. But good enough isn't good enough, if that makes sense. Now, granted, Justin Herbert could potentially set an NFL record tonight. He's thrown 25 touchdown passes as a rookie. The record for rookies is 27. Bye. I know. Baker Mayfield. I couldn't think of it. I was like, I. Oh, so it is Baker Mayfield. Yes, That's it what is you, Baker okay. Mayfield. I, I thought maybe you would just. I knew know. that because it happened, what, two years ago? I yeah. was like, I remember this happening not too long ago. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, so the record's 27. Well, if he doesn't set it tonight, he's, he's going to set, set it. it. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, we got Saturday football this weekend. Bills Broncos at 3 30. Panthers Falcons, I'm sorry, Panthers Packers at 7.15. Both on the the NFL Network, which means we won't have them on Hulu. Okay, so both the Saturday games are on the NFL Network so that they have an excuse. 
an excuse as to why they're going up against the SEC championship game. <laughs> the ratings were terrible. Well, the SEC championship game was on. It was on the NFL Network. You knew that when you scheduled. <laughs> I wonder if those games will be on Prime, did, like the Thursday night game. Did they schedule it that way? Because did I mean when they scheduled the NFL schedule, they probably didn't know that the that the college football was going to be playing this weekend. But, uh, yeah, yeah, typically it's not. So yeah, I'm sure this was scheduled. All along, this yeah, is an accident. That, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a well. This isn't the accident. It's the SEC championship. That's the accident. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I definitely don't care to watch the Panthers and Packers over or the Bills or the Bills Broncos. Yeah. I Bill, mean, well, the Bills should roll the Broncos, but uh, Panthers. I, Packers I, I don't could know be that I'm going to watch the Bills again as long as they keep wearing that all red. That the the that ketchup bottles are it's brutal. Speaking of uniforms, mm-hmm. the Bears, <laughs> y'all. You've been holding this since Sunday. Yes. I'm sitting there watching this game because I, I was at B-Dub, so, like, they have Sunday ticket. But, uh, you know, I, I just I, – <laughs> I'm over here going, okay, hold on now. <laughs> How many stripes can you put on a jersey? It's it's like they they asked uh, yeah they had a a bear that did two swipes on the shoulders <laughs> with the bear claws one on the side shoulders one on, on the, the top. top shoulder yeah it, it's it, it brutal is what it was absolutely brutal and I, so they had, let's 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 paint the scene if you haven't seen the bears uniforms Google it but they wore Michigan style helmets with the street three stripes. On the helmet, they had the three stripes as they normally do on the side shoulder, four stripes on the top shoulder. on the top shoulder, no stripes on the britches. And what sense does that make? Somebody tell me. I, I got nothing. Not a lot. I got nothing. On the pants, though, or I'm sorry, on the socks, they had stripes, stripes. all the way down. All the way down. Okay. And I'm just like, come on now. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the song. There, there, there's a song by uh, country music artist Brandy Clark. Uh, she talks about she doesn't kill her husband who was cheating on her because she hates stripes and orange ain't her color. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was trying to find, but I couldn't. But it works. I couldn't find a good. I couldn't find the chorus of it. But uh, hmm. I hate stripes and orange ain't my color. But if you're a Bears fan, apparently they love stripes when they are orange. It just it blew my mind. I'm like, why are there no stripes on the pants? If you got stripes everywhere else, <laughs> why not on the pants? So it's funny. I'm looking at this weekend schedule on NFL.com, and I guess I've just not gone to NFL.com enough this season. But they refer in the schedule to all the teams by their nicknames. So Thursday you've got Chargers Raiders. Saturday you've got Bills Broncos, Panthers Packers. Sunday you've got – 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks football team, Bears. Oh, they, so they yeah. didn't put Washington? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most people are doing Washington. No, no. But you're right. It does. But you know what that is, though. They're the only one. Yeah, but it is but interesting the, to see. Yeah, it is to interesting see it. to see. Yeah, Seahawks <laughs> football team. Like, Seahawks versus oh. football team. Oh. Well, they yeah, would you expect team. them to play basketball? What? <laughs> Division-leading football team. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Hello. 
and on yeah. a, on a roll. Maybe maybe that's their good luck charm. Yeah, Ron Rivera's got them playing well. Maybe they don't change their nickname, mm. or maybe they don't adapt a new nickname. Maybe they just roll with football team. If you could be, if if you were in their office, what would you nickname them? Oh. Red tails. Red tails for the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, that'd be good. That's a good reference. Yeah. It was my favorite of the proposed options. I, I think it's a no-brainer. You don't have to change your colors. The only other option that I liked was in order to keep your history alive or whatever is to put the spear back on the helmet and be the Warriors, Washington Warriors. Um you get that alliteration that you like. Yep. But Red Tails is my was my favorite of the options. What would the logo look like, Mo? There's there was there, there are, one there are depicted? plenty yeah, there are plenty of I think you would just put an airplane with a red tail. Uh yeah, but yeah, somebody had mocked up some really good stuff um early in this process. This one I I loved it because it still had that R the the Redskins R. So, oh yeah, do you remember that script R they had? Oh, that script R that Joe Gibbs wore on his yeah on his trucker hat. hat. Yeah, and that's a good looking uniform. I like that. So, if you Google Washington Red Tails, three words and uh, images. What Red Tails would be one word in this one? Hmm. Okay, well I I got two words here, and there's a bunch of stuff on here, including the script R with the three stripes there and and a a circular logo with an airplane running through it and so they have it one word here okay i don't i mean i don't know yeah. I, I think it would have to be one word probably although it is two words <laughs> sorry <laughs> i mean whatever I don't it's a mascot it yeah. <laughs> who cares <laughs> but yeah you can google it either way it'll come up yeah. It's just, you know, again, it's, I, I do like the idea of, you know, their little spear with the Warriors, but then it almost seems like you're trying to mimic Florida State almost. Well, it's not just that you're trying to mimic Florida State, but it's almost like you're being a little antagonistic about trying to hold on to some portion of the former name. Which would be right up Dan Snyder's alley, by the way. <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? So. Yeah, I think it, with with all the controversy surrounding that, you almost have to go completely, completely. away. You can't have anything that as is As much as I like similar. the spear. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it makes sense, the alliteration, yes. But, I, yeah, I think, I think if you're concerned enough about the public perception to get rid of the name. To finally do that, yeah. Then I think you have to get completely away from mm-hmm. any concept thereof. Well, as you're talking about teams changing names from those type of uh, mascots, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, they've announced that um, 2021 will be the last year of Indians. So they are going to keep it for this year. Yes. And they won't be the Cleveland Baseball Club. Not this year. The CBC. <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team. So where do you go there? 
So here's the thing is with the Redskins being gone, the Indians being gone, you know, are, are the Braves on a clock? There are those that would tell you without question they are. I mean, once a domino starts to fall, don't, I mean, where, where's the where's the line here? I mean, it's all gray, right? I mean, uh, there may not be a line. There's, I mean, there's a pretty significant line for me, and it's calling them by derogatory names like Indians when they're not Indian or Redskins, which is just like a, I mean, it, it was a derogatory term, but, you know, red man, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You can't, it just, but when you're talking about the Warriors and the Braves, that's different for me because I feel like you're honoring their their heart, honoring their fight, not calling them by a derogatory name. And that makes sense as long as you're dealing with people who can have that conversation. (laughs) And I'm not always sure that that's the case, unfortunately. I mean, that's just that that's me. That's no, I I think that makes sense because I've, I've, you know, over the last few days, particularly since the announcement was made regarding Cleveland, I mean, that, that is clearly where the conversation goes. What about Atlanta? And, you know, as a longtime Braves fan, obviously, I'm pretty ambivalent. I mean, if if the decision is made to change the nickname, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not root for him like a lot of Braves Twitter has said, you know, if if they don't do the chop, then I'm not gonna you know get out of here with that. I'm I'm just not sure where I fall. Is Braves offensive? I don't know that it is. In the same manner that Indians be? and Redskins is. But if somebody smarter than me decides it is, I'm not going to argue with it. If Native Americans are offended by it. As a group, yeah. I mean, if then, enough come out and say, look, that's annoying. Now, the chop, the one guy from St. From Louis, Louis. Yeah. You know, he, he said that was that was a problem for me. And we didn't do it. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not a big fan well, of the chop I, anyway. I I was okay with it until St. Louis hammered us the way they did in, <laughs> to end the series. But, but yeah, I mean, I I think that situation deserved more consideration than it was given before the decision was made to discontinue it. Well, if but, the if the Braves do go away from it from the Braves, then I think they should be the baseball club and be the ABC. ABC. <laughs> no, seriously, like I, I mean, I, I think the Braves should keep their name, but it is what it is. Um, I can understand that. I definitely think, you know, obviously they they quit using Chief Wahoo for pretty much a while now. Chief Nakahoma. Oh no, I'm talking Chief about, Cleveland. Cleveland stopped using yeah. that two or three years ago. Yeah. Um. And I, I get, I guess I get it. So. They're, they've slowly moved away, and I'm okay with that. Of course, you know, I'll still watch Major League with passion. <laughs> I think JP raised a pretty good question. Where do they go? You know, they were the Spiders early in their existence. My, I could see them going back to that. So, an old school, I guess it was an ECHL team, the Rockers, 
with mm. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. in Cleveland Rocks. Mm. Uh, my dad texted me. He said Cleveland should be the Rockers because of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure that was an ECHL team. I wonder, um, though, if Rockers and Rockies mm. is too close. That could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, and apparently that's their basketball team. Yeah, game. Colorado probably wouldn't like that. Oh, that's their WNBA team. Or was their WNBA The team. Rockers? Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have a WNBA team anymore. But that was yeah, their WNBA yeah. team name. Hmm. I, and I, you're right. I think Rockers and Rockies could be an issue. I don't know where you go. I mean. I like Rockers, but like I, I'm not sure that that's. Especially with both being. Mm-hmm. In you know. the American, well, no, they're no, not they're, in American League. I Colo- guess, but with interleague play, it doesn't matter anyway. And Colorado, Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> be hard to come up with with that one. So, I, I don't know to answer your question, JP. I just don't know. Maybe they are the Cleveland baseball cl- team or baseball club, a la Washington. <laughs> Dad said, if the Braves change, they should just go back to the Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of sitting on that. <laughs> Good job, Chuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so anyway, if you have an idea on what Atlanta or Cleveland should be, shoot us a text. Give us a call. 931-381-1017. You can give your input. And when we come back, after Chuck Berry tells us who Randolph is, <laughs> uh, we will uh, – <laughs> We'll finish up because the Titans do have a chance to, to get in the playoffs this week. And we'll tell you about how they can do that and if Derrick Henry is a lock to be the NFL rushing champion. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. We still don't know who who Randolph is, except that we believe him to just be another another reindeer, right? But see, the 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 whole thing about this is that Chuck is still in the sleigh, and so he's got Rudolph, and Santa is got Randolph in mm. another. Ah. Coming after Chuck, who has stolen the slaves. And apparently, Chuck Berry was not allowed to keep the publishing rights because he used Rudolph. 
That's weird. <laughs> because Ru- Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, is a an intellectual property. So he couldn't keep the publishing rights. Had he said Run Run Randolph, then he could have kept him. But I don't know that that makes us. Much. Could you have said Run Run Randolph Rudolph, Rudolph is? I don't think so. Any mention of Rudolph would yeah. I think that was mm, the yeah. issue. So that's still a good song. It's a great I, song. I, I think Chuck Berry still did okay. He had some other other songs that uh, uh, yeah, hopefully he, made him a little. He ended up nice not being, living, not doing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the Tennessee Titans can get into the playoffs this week. In case you weren't aware, they they do have an a clinching option, and the easiest way for them to do it is <laughs> to win. <laughs> um, it's a good start. Does that in, in and of itself clinch? Just a win this weekend? No. It is not. Um, right. So they need um, – I just had it here. I've uh, got it if you can't find it. Okay. They they, they need Baltimore to lo- lose or Cleveland to win. Tennessee win plus a Baltimore loss will clinch. That's one scenario. That's it. Okay. A second scenario. That's the easiest Yeah, one. that's the easiest one. Even though the Ravens are playing the Jags. So. Mm-hmm. A second scenario, Tennessee win, plus a Las Vegas loss or tie, plus Miami loss, plus Cleveland win or tie. That's the second scenario. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. All right. The third one. I don't know if I want to be bothered with keeping up with all If you think number two was a lot, Chris, number three is quite a a train. Yeah, it is. It's a Titans win, obviously. The Titans have to win in all three scenarios, by the way. If they lose, it doesn't matter. Uh, Raiders have to lose or tie. The Dolphins have to lose. They can't tie. They have to lose to the Patriots. And the Titans or Browns clinch strength of victory over the Dolphins. <laughs> Which means that like everybody, like all a bunch of other teams have to win or lose for that to like happen. So, okay. So who's Baltimore playing? The Jags, yeah. they're not getting in. They're they're not going to be. They're not going to lose to the Jaguars. So, in right? other words, the Titans can't clinch this. Most week. likely, will not clinch this week. I mean, I guess the Raiders could lose, maybe, but probably not. I mean, I don't know that it even matters. It doesn't. It's if week the Titans 15. clinch this week. No. They've still got the Texans in week seventeen. They've got the Texans and. The Colts have the Texans and Jaguars left. Yeah. So, I mean, again, they just need to take care of business, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. The last person to have two weeks of, or two consecutive rushing titles was LaDainian Tomlinson. 06-07. With a 185-yard lead, is Derrick Henry a lock? For the rushing title? Yep. Who's Minnesota got left? I don't know. He's I, got a 185-yard lead. I think so. I think he probably yeah. is. I mean, that's basically a one-game. The lead. only chance is 
He doesn't play a lot in the second half this week, and he doesn't play a lot in the second half against the Texans, right? Yeah, aside from him not playing because of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if he's out there playing, he's he'll get it. He needs to average 156 yards over the next three games to hit 2,000. I think they'll at least try. Oh, he's done it, and he's done it before. He did it last year uh, going into the playoffs in the first two rounds of the playoffs. Average more than that. Oh, in December, I think this he's coaching a, he's staff good. will be aware enough of the situation that he'll get the necessary playing time. Now, the production becomes the next thing at that point. Yep. Man. Derrick Henry is a man among boys. Dalvin Cook's pretty darn good, but uh, he's not Derrick Henry. Again, 180-yard 180, 180 lead right now uh, for Derrick Henry over Dalvin Cook. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you guys listening. You can hear, if you missed any of it, hear it on the podcast. You can find that on sm-tnsports.com uh, or wherever you get podcasts searching Southern Middle Tennessee or sm-tn sports today. Find us there. We appreciate you guys so much. Of course, be an MVP. Become a subscriber, $5 a month or $50 for the first year. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Mo Patton and JP Plant. I'm Chris Yao. Stay cool, Columbia.